0: And I will be visiting Dick's. and I will be ordering enough food to where the person might have to just take a stab at it.
1: Like we have to take it, that out, Jeremy. I know that. I was just gonna say. Uh.
0: I was wondering if I was be able to get to tonight, yeah, <laughs> and, and not give it away. Right. All right, take that out. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note on what time it is because that's gonna be a tough one to find. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the Too Beautiful to Live radio show slash podcast on Saturdays. Unlike this Saturday, I guess, we bring guests on to talk about their relationship with TBTL, play their favorite segment from TBTL history, and hash it over. Um, Last week, you got that one with Andrew Walsh. We didn't have one this week, which we'll get into today, but now it's Monday, and you've landed on our weekly recap of TBTL. My name is Mike Frizzell, and to do this show, I need help, and that's why our producer, Jeremy Holmes, is close by to steer the ship and not talk. But as always, I'm joined on the air by the lovely Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. I would ask how you are, but <laughs> I I know y'all are kind of a mess after <laughs> after what happened this week, and we'll get into that in a minute when we get to Christy's Corner. Um, LRB Business, we, we just have another um, quick announcement. Um, just a reiteration of last week and then we'll do our week in review, including the clip of the week, which while I was waiting for Christy, I discovered, um, with the help of Bobby Pape, our, uh, our guest producer, he's the Doug Schreckengoss of the Little Red Bandwagon. And, uh, he gives me some notes and he also is always on the lookout for the clip of the week because I'm pretty bad at it. So, um... At the end, we'll of course let you know how to get involved because we depend on you to help run this show. Christie's Corner. This week, very, a couple of very interesting things. We'll talk about the green grasshoppers in a moment, but um, this, was, this was a long journey that resulted in us missing uh, doing a Saturday show. Christie, can you take it from the top? Okay.
1: So from the beginning, we, uh, our friend Will, a pilot will gave us some passes um f- from his airline to go anywhere. Well, initially it was to go to Washington D.C. to go to the space museum because Jeremy's a huge space nerd, so that was our plan. We were going Sunday to Thursday, and I got really excited and um went to the Washingtons page and they planned a meet up and very excited, and then the flights booked up and there was no way we were getting there. So mm-hmm. we, I looked at any city. We just needed to get out of town um, and take a vacation. So New Orleans was the only city that had a bunch of seats. So we went there. And Jeremy's never And been. you needed
0: to go to a, to a city that, that Will's uh, airline Correct. flies to. So it was a limited. It wasn't like anywhere in the world. Right. It was exactly. these cities. Exactly. Okay.
1: Um, and I had been there, so I know the city um, pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. So we got there. Fine, spent a couple days there, rented a car and drove to Mississippi to see a space museum so we could at least get that, get that out Mm -hmm. of the way. Um, Had some definitely what I would call Mississippi adventures, Um, went to a souvenir shop filled with meth heads. So that was interesting. Mm. No shoes were optional in everywhere in the city. Um, And then we attempted to come home from New Orleans. (laughs) That's,
0: that's, that's when things took a turn.
1: That's when it got interesting. First of all, it ha it was average of about 90 with 90% humidity the entire time we were there. So that, that was fun. And Mm -hmm. the last day we were there, we get to the airport about 2 PM and there's crazy rainstorms. You're going through this too. I think all the South is going through these crazy. Oh yeah, It's pretty bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty bad winds, rain. And this isn't Seattle. We got caught in it one day and were completely soaked and they called it light rain. I mean, it was, we were out there five minutes and soaked all of our clothes, shoes. Yeah. It's a whole different,
0: it's a whole different deal. Like when I talk to people down here, they say, Oh, you're from Seattle. Boy, it must rain all the time. Say, yeah, but you just- Not like this. You can walk around in it, you can yeah. do whatever you need to do when it rains in the south uh whatever you're doing is over,
1: yeah, it is just over, yeah, I mean, we were hanging our clothes including all over fly,
0: the- including flying out of town <laughs> right
1: right, and um, we have a thing in Seattle where um, if you are local, you don't use an umbrella, so I'm like, oh, we don't need any umbrellas that that was a poor choice <laughs> that was a poor choice, so mm-hmm. um lightning for a couple hours no planes were in and out i mean this was the the kind of lightning that looks like it's hitting the runway i don't know if it actually was but it was pretty pretty bad shattering the i mean not shattering but shaking the windows inside of the the airport
0: um so there are no flights going out and everybody's just sitting there yeah. and flights are being uh, uh there's just a rolling schedule flights being canceled Correct. and everyone trying to rebook 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 exactly so we were And you're to, on standby.
1: Yeah, we're on standby so That is going in and out too. So there's, um, there was at that point 12 seats available and we were number seven and eight. And Mm -hmm. I'm just looking. I, my dad works for the same airline. So I'm logging into his employee site, looking at the list going back and forth. And then it would drop to there's only five seats available and we're not getting on. And, Mm -hmm. um, At about seven o'clock, they said, our plane is still circling, still circling. It's getting low on gas, so they have to land in Baton Rouge. (laughs) Oh, no. So they land in Baton Rouge, and they're going to wait it out. As they're waiting it out, the pilots that had flown from Seattle timed out. They weren't legally allowed to fly anymore. Oh, no. So our pilot that's in New Orleans had to rent a car, or they put him on a car, the whole crew, and drove to baton rouge which is a little bit over an hour away to bring mm-hmm. that airline back so <sighs> i think for some reason it stalled there they th- what we were told is that people got off the airline and got fed up with wait. or got off the airplane got fed up with waiting and just left so now the manifest of the plane doesn't match with what's happening
0: Oh, because so, they landed in Baton Rouge yeah. instead of New Orleans And yes. people from New Orleans just said, fuck it, I'm going to find a car. way to get home Exactly,
1: because it's only yeah. an hour away So when you're sitting yeah. on the runway, they probably yeah. let them off Just let me off Yep. Yeah. so yeah. they probably timed out Because I think there's you can't be on the flight longer than three hours Like the passenger's rights or something So they probably got off, rented cars or whatever And drove home And now the manifest doesn't say what's actually happening So they had to coincide that So they finally land back in New Orleans at 1130 and the gate agents who were supposed to be off at five were so great and patient through this whole time. They were like, you guys, everyone get up here. We're going to load you on this plane as soon as possible. And they had all the strollers up and they had given started. They called up Jeremy and giving us seat assignments and everything. We're making it home. And then we see the gate agent comes over and whispers something to, to the woman and her mm. face just sinks. And she says, I'm oh, going to no. need a drink. And uh, we're, <laughs> we're texting will. And he's like, yeah, that's not a good sign. <laughs> they all go behind closed doors and the pilot comes out with his suitcase and says, uh, I don't feel safe flying this plane anymore. Um, I'm, I've gotten too close to my time. So oh. I'm going to go to the hotel and rest and of course, oh, everybody no. is already angry at this point. And I'm like, this has just incited a white person incident in up in here. We need to get out of mm-hmm. here. It, actually, as soon as the pilot walked out, I said, I need to get out of here because I hate everybody that's in here. And yeah. I, and this is just going to be terrible. So we went and rented a car. Um, so we rented a car and drove as far as, as we could, which was uh, until two thirty in the morning. And. Ended up in Lafayette, Louisiana. I know it well. It's yeah. the worst place on earth. And that could be because <laughs> we ended up staying at a Red Roof Inn Yeah, that had more cockroaches than I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, I, I've actually, my, my, my brother-in-law lives in Lafayette and it's a perfectly lovely town. But um, but when you're, you're hitting the Red Roof Inn at 2.30 in the yeah. morning, like all bets are off on that.
1: And you're just like, okay, it's a smoking room. Okay, I didn't know Uh that was a thing still but we're so tired. We're so tired, you know, so we take it I can't sleep because I'm either the rats are gonna eat eat me or the Mm -hmm. meth heads are gonna rob us That live Mm -hmm. in this motel. So it's it's pretty bad. The floor is actually sticky I just also Mm -hmm. needed a shower because this non-stop day Mm -hmm. of terribleness, I just needed a shower So we woke up at 6 and drove to Houston so that Jeremy could go to another space center. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but it's some NASA place.
0: So he wasn't deterred from his (laughs) space tourism. In the midst of all of this, Just try you're trying to get home. You're miserable, but Jeremy's (laughs) got to stop off and get a little more space in.
1: But he did all the driving, so if that's what he wants to do, you know, and I could... I got to sleep so in a, in a tiny little car. So we're God. driving through Texas. We saw a lot of um, suspect motorcycle gangs getting pulled over along the way because we we're getting closer and closer uh, because to Because they were fleeing
0: the scene of Waco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, and so we see the space center and then get in the car and race to the airport, drop off the rental car. And still it's back and forth whether we're going to get on the flight still. But San Antonio was our close. I I just was texting my dad and said, where can we drive to? Because we're not getting out. We weren't going to get out the next day from New Orleans. The next closest time we would have gotten out was Tuesday. And we both have to be at work. Tuesday? Mm -hmm. And because it's Memorial weekend. So everybody's flying in or out. and Jeremy was supposed to get his daughter last night. So we definitely Mm. had to be back. So my dad said the closest, the only thing we'd be able to get out of until Tuesday was San Antonio. So that's why we drove there. We had looked into driving to Chicago, like everywhere.
0: So San Antonio Antonio is what, about eight hours, right? Yes. Yeah, because Emily's parents live in Baton Rouge, and to drive to Austin from there is seven and a half or so. Hours, so I know this is a yes. long haul,
1: and it's not even pretty or interesting.
0: No, it's not pretty at all.
1: Flat and boring, and
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I don't know if you uh, if you were driving during the daylight, you do still see you can still see some devastation from uh, I think Hurricane Ike. There are still some towns and some some um, freeway stops that are just like torn up from the hurricane that happened after Katrina.
1: What I thought was devastating, Mike, is all the tolls that we weren't um, ready for. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: that can get expensive. Ah,
0: they'll never find you. <laughs> they'll never find you. Yeah, that's right. In so, the rental car. so you got to San Antonio, and and uh, was it uneventful? You just jumped right on the plane? Yeah. What happened then?
1: Uh, we had to wait. I, I'm i always nervous flying standby. I've had almost 30 years of doing that with my dad. Um, so I was nervous, and then they gave us seat assignments, Um we got on and everything was fine we landed at about 8:30 and we had mm-hmm. gate checked they they kept saying it's a it's a very uh, packed flight so gate check your bags if possible so we mm-hmm. gate checked our bags and when we landed they weren't there but the person the gate agent had had been saying this is our 20 minute guarantee so it, you know it will be there so when our bags aren't there where they normally are for gate check we leave to go down to the baggage claim, where we're then told they're back at the gate, so to mm. get back to the gate, we have to stand in line, get a ticket so that and go through security again. so we landed at eight thirty and oh, and our ride from the airport left because they had been driving around for an hour and a half, so we had to take a we didn't get home until.
0: 1230. Well, I remember I was at work last night and I was texting with you guys or uh, no, I was Facebooking with you guys and you know, you're all, you, it was like, you were going to miss your flight in San Antonio. There was a moment when you thought you were Mm going to miss it. And then, and then we're like, well, maybe we should try to get together. But not only was I uh, recording the takedown show with a fill in Bobby Pape, our guest producer here. Um, not only was I doing that after work, but uh, I-35, which is the main artery between San Antonio and Austin, was completely closed due to some accident, some some <laughs> emergency repairs. So the, every part of what <laughs> you had planned or even wanted to plan on the go was just coming apart at the seams. And I blame Will. Well,
1: <laughs> well the thing is that everybody kept saying... Oh, this is going to make great podcast fodder. And by midnight yesterday, I just wanted to say, I don't want any more fodder. I just want normal. I just want to sleep in my bed. I just want to take a really long right. hot shower, sorry, California, and just be done. <laughs> and then tomorrow it can be fodder, but I don't want any more yeah. things. Your fodder in. tank was full. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I I, I guess um, we'll we'll skip the Green Grasshopper. Um, we don't play this week. So, okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, because you know I want to give that story some time, and also uh, I will be attending the Green Grasshoppers game <laughs> next week. So we'll have a much more full report on that because it's Saturday, and then of course we'll record together next Saturday night, and uh, and I will have just an eyewitness report to the green grasshoppers. So looking very much forward to that.
1: And if people actually are interested in green grasshopper updates, I would like you to listen to nerd out loud this week because I did yeah. a, am I a jerk
0: about it? The best green grasshoppers update is on this week's nerd out loud for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, not only next Saturday, we're in the LRB business now, by the way, not only will there be some attending of the green grasshoppers game by me, a uh, friend of the takedown show, Marianne, and possibly World Barb, Barb Aerosmith, will be going to this game. But to that night, we have our, our get-together, Christy. Yes. and And I think there's enough time between now and then for you to put yourself back together as far as your nerves and your humor <laughs> goes, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I would hope so. I mean, still, what I... Then what today I had, because another incident we had was the hotel Wi-Fi was so terrible Mm -hmm. that I couldn't actually download any of the shows. So for the all day today, I've been um, binge listening to this week of TBTL. Mm -hmm. And this week they did pretty long shows. There was one day where it was a two hour. So that was seven hours of TBTL. (laughs)
0: mm-hmm so i after- you feeling about that strong <laughs> to very strong? strong
1: it all bled in i'm glad i take notes but it-, <laughs> it was
0: interesting well i i i was keeping along during the week and so i i have some organized thoughts and and uh bobby schreckengast uh sent some notes too okay, so good. whatever holes you have don't worry we'll fill them in um the, the last piece of, uh, LRB business, and it'll come up a little bit during the week in review is we had a little bit of a runaway thread problem on the Stens page this week. I know every week we talk about something that happened on the Stens page, but, um, a, a woman, um, posted about trigger warning. She said that the guys had talked about trigger warnings and maybe having them for poop talk and, uh, like, um, sexual assault talk, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, it was a perfectly reasonable post and I responded and then Andrew responded and somebody said like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And that turned the whole thread because, because, you know, he probably shouldn't have said it the way he said it, but some people came back like calling him a men's rights activist and that, no, you know, it got ugly really fast. Like it was (sighs) a very, it was a very productive and, and, um, respectful conversation for a, for about an hour and a half. And then in the space of about 15 minutes turned into just an awful mess. And so I took the post down and I friended, um, the, the girl Missy who posted it originally and sent her a message, you know, saying, um, I, I think we got to, I think we had a solid discussion, but I had to take it down cause it went off the rails at the end. And she was perfectly happy with what happened. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't upset about that at all. And then of course the next day people started posting and getting right back into it, but it didn't get ugly enough for me to take it down, but I've never taken a post down before. I hope I never have to do it again. Uh but it just didn't um it didn't have the spirit that we were hoping for. Yeah. With with the show, you know the name calling all that, you know. It wasn't like I could have just cherry picked a couple uh comments out of there and made everything okay everything would have looked out of context and weird. And, and whenever you start taking comments down, then the next person who is perfectly reasonable looks unreasonable. Right. That's right, so, right.
1: You just have to kill the whole I, thing.
0: My, my friend Matt, who I do the Takedown Podcast with, pointed out one time that once someone likes your comment, you can change the comment to whatever you right. want. <laughs> totally so, with the edit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like someone will, someone will like your comment and then you'll change it back to, you know, Hitler had some good ideas. <laughs> And then, all of a sudden they they've liked that comment, and they look like a dick, so sorry Aiden but uh but i I think things have returned to civility, so okay. um, I'm so you, glad the, I missed you, that. I would have been yeah. so
1: angry, and then having my phone, I don't know if I can delete threads or I don't know I don't know I'm glad I didn't yeah. see that,
0: yeah, and I don't think Takamoto saw it either, so you know it's up to one of us to do it and since I was in there responding and talking, I was the one who felt responsible to do it. And then Andrew called out the fella on the show that had this sarcastic response and turned into Mm -hmm. a thing, but it's over with. So we're not going to hash it over any more than that. Um, I will say though, that it did lead to Andrew on the show saying some pretty insightful things. And he, he was down on himself about his, his talking ability and his, his Mm -hmm. putting words in the proper order ability. But, uh Pay pointed out to me, he really did, and Phyllis pointed out on Friday too, Andrew had a really sharp week. He's being really hard on himself, but he had a pretty sharp, insightful week on TBTL. So let's, let's not let that guy get too down on himself. Um Christy, are you ready for a week in review? I'm ready as I'll ever be.
1: All the yeah. days kind of have gone in, but we'll do this. Let's do it.
0: Okay, Monday... Uh, show eighteen sixty two player hating of an un- unnecessary variety. Uh, the opening. This is the first time I wanted to talk about one of the openings of the show. Andrew made a new opening, and it not only had the guy who was crushing it from two thousand ten mm-hmm. to two thousand twelve, and then he took a year off crushing yeah. it due to
1: thirteen through present due
0: to due to a uh, uh, medical situation, That's but right. but he wasn't. He up got to back. It. Yeah. He got back to crushing it. So that guy from uh, from Silicon Valley, then he had uh, a, a clip from this wine. Um, it was a promotional video from like 1978. Uh, Taylor Wines, a comp- a New York wine company, which was really a big deal back then, had the uh, Star Wars characters, C-3PO and R2-D2 on their wine com- – not wine commercial, but their internal video to their salespeople – and vendors, and uh, it was the oddest, weirdest piece of video. And I I watched the video, and I sent a message to Andrew about this guy. Uh, this guy, this new, very New York guy, was narrating the whole thing, and he was talking about uh, the right hand pull. Always put the put the half gallons or the tankards or whatever on the right of the fifths. Because most people are right handed and the right hand pull always pays off. So I just, I sent a message to Andrew said, right hand pull always pays off. <laughs> and he, and he, he sends a message back saying, that's my favorite part. <laughs> and then it shows up, it shows up in this opening on Monday. So I was pleased. It felt like, uh, I felt like I, I had a tiny hand in it. And, and he, that, um, that opening, w- wrapped up with the Face Hider song, which is my current favorite thing. Oh my God, that uh,
1: song gets stuck in my head.
0: <laughs> the guy singing Face Hider in the, in the voice of Ben Gibbard. My beard is
2: a face hider. My beard hides my face. My beard it's,
0: is it's, a Yeah, face it's my favorite. Hider. And I, 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 wand, I wander around my the house singing it and Emily tells me to shut up. Uh, but, so, that opening... Amazing. And then it, it turns out Luke was doing the show on a on his boat, one of mm-hmm. his I don't know how many boats he has now, but he was doing it from one of his boats. And it sounded great. He he didn't even have to admit to it, I don't think. No. Well, and
1: it was his anniversary, so I guess that Carrie is okay with the boat now.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe Yeah, obviously she's she's made her peace.
1: Maybe they should rename that boat to Annulment. <laughs>
0: right. Right, uh, sticking point. Hey, have you been <laughs> aboard the sticking point? <laughs> no, I have not. I have not. Yeah. Uh, I might. I, I might enjoy it too much, and then I'll have my own sticking right. point. Um, okay. Uh, Andrew went to Mad Max, and everyone I hear talk about this movie uh, says it's great, and I, I do want to see it. I'm not an action movie fan, but I was a fan of the Mad Max movies mm-hmm. back in the day, and mainly. It was because, and and this has been re-emphasized in the latest version of it, they do the stunts. It's not CGI. And it's so obvious when things are CGI, even as advanced as that stuff is now, you can always tell when a stunt is real. And it's way more breathtaking. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, a fucking human did that? Come on. And and what it is to me, it seems like... um, George Miller now has enough money to make the movie exactly the way he wants to make it. Because back in the day, he was just a doctor in Australia, and he had this idea to make this movie, and he scraped up enough money and made it, and then he became a filmmaker. So it was really, you know, it was a low-budget thing, and it was just a guy with a vision. And you still have the same smart guy, and now a studio has given him the money to make the movie the way he wants to make it. So I'm interested in seeing it. I, I, are you a Mad Max person?
1: I was back in the day. So I'm, I'm excited. I didn't know that about the real stunt. So I'm excited. Yeah. I also am excited yeah, um, because men's rights groups hate it. So that means i am probably, <laughs> I'm inclined to love it already.
0: <laughs> sure. there should be some uh, sort of list of things that they hate that, right. that you can get into. <laughs> Oh, this has to be good if this asshole hates right. it. So, uh, they talked about the Saturday Night Live show with Louis C.K. And did he go too far in the monologue with the child molester stuff? Um, you know, I can't, you know, I, I don't have any background in it. I, I wasn't molested. I, I don't, you know, I I don't have a lot of close contact with a lot of people that were molested in childhood. Um, And, of course, we're going to talk about trigger warnings and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but... Um, I just think when the comedy is coming from him, um, we all know he's a good person. We all know he is a dark person, but at heart, a good person. Uh, I think we're getting to know him so well that I'm, I'm willing to allow him to explore these things because there are so few people, so few comedians, especially that you trust with this kind of material and I'll make that leap. I'll trust him because um, I don't think – I mean, some people may be triggered. Some people may be hurt by it. But um, the fact that he's out there and talking about it, I think overall it's a good that we're talking about the ch- – because for a long time, I mean, in the media or whatever, you no one would ever talk about it. But now it's out there. So I, right. think, I think overall force for the good.
1: Well, and also it just seems really strange that – I mean, because, you know, I, I haven't really watched the news or anything, so it's all coming in. I'm getting my news through TBTL this week. So you have him <laughs> right. doing that on Saturday and then all of this Duggar stuff coming out where he was a serial child molester, even um, of like what are you uh, victimizing his uh, sisters and maybe his own mm-hmm. children. I mean, they haven't even gotten into that. So I think that that's interesting that it's all up in the in the news you know, st- this week.
0: I think the lesson of the Duggar situation is mainly for right-wing politicians is don't, don't get caught. Don't have your picture taken, shaking the hands of someone who's famous for fucking. <laughs> There's
1: always going to be one. If, when you have 19 kids, it starts to get, you know, copies of copies of copies, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, It's not going to end well for you. There's going to be no point where that photo with Josh Duggar is probably going to help you as a politician, but there's a possibility it's going to hurt you down the line. So maybe not the big, smiling, handshakey photo with the reality stars that are not famous for doing anything positive or, or, or famous for having a talent of any kind, just famous for doing something multiple times that people accomplish fairly easily. I don't know. Um, the the last thing they did on Monday is they did a wrap-up of Mad Men. So you had a guy in Andrew who hate-watches the show with a guy in Luke who doesn't watch the show wrapping up the show. And I originally planned, Christy, to, mm-hmm. uh, to do a pretty decent recap of it here. Uh, I think I even promised someone on the Stens page that I was going to talk about Don Draper and and – you know, the different aspects of his character and why I, why I enjoyed the series and why I enjoyed watching Don Draper. But uh, why can't I do that, Christy?
1: Um, because I haven't seen this second. They went, They did this last season in two parts and I haven't seen any of the parts and I actually care about this one. Anything else can get spoiled for me, but for some reason, I just really want to watch this. And I have stayed away crazy enough from any spoilers so when mike was talking about it, i said oh yeah i listened to all the tv tales except for i had to skip the part when phyllis talked and i had to skip on monday when andrew talked about it and so that went down the tip so what i promised mike is that i'm going to get those episodes and watch all of them in the next couple of days so when we record next we can do this sorry sorry i made <laughs> you break your promises
0: <laughs> yeah well, at least this time it's not my fault. So, uh, I noticed in your notes you had uh, you had something about uh, the the candy bar. Yeah. So
1: what was really funny is because I wasn't listening, but I had access to Facebook. I just saw Phyllis posted something about how she loves mounds. So all of these comments that come in that people are basically kind of live facebooking their comments about the show, they're just non sequiturs to me. So I'm thinking Phyllis <laughs> is going. I like mounds. Well, good for you, Phyllis. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That was. A I like turtles. She
0: <laughs> likes mounds. I mean, exactly.
1: So, uh, I, I just wanted to know, then I hear what it actually is about. So, what what are your feelings about it, Mike?
0: Oh uh, well, I don't even remember the mention of of the candy bar thing. But what this makes me interested in doing is revisiting the idea of us doing a, a weekly recap of the shows just based on what we can pick up on social media and mm-hmm. i guess maybe people messaging us as well um the the problem is uh <laughs> you were you were not listening to the show but mm. i was keeping up and by the time yeah. things started to go south on your trip <laughs> i think i'd listened to three or four shows and it was clear that you had listened to none, but yeah. we need to be on the same page for that. So that's right. something we need to plan for.
1: I really um, want to do that. But also there's the case of Facebook puts the posts in the order of importance and we mm-hmm. really need to be able to go, okay, on Monday show and then watch social media that way and then cut it off and then Tuesday like that. So um, we're definitely going to do that. When do you think we should? We, we should basically uh, announce it because we're going to need people to also give us feedback right
0: well we should do it we should do it based around somebody's vacation you know like the the next time you take off or you know you, for
1: you're coming to seattle
0: yeah but it's easy for me to keep up with oh. the show and and plus i mean we want to we want to have a show where we're sitting down together where we're really true. hitting it true, you true. know i think that i think that uh that show should come at a time when when we know it's going to be difficult for one or both of us okay. to actually keep up with the show. I'm really excited and then, for that. But that, but then we both have to know it going in, so right. I'm, I'm not stupidly keeping up because I would have had to pretend to have not heard right. at least three shows.
2: <laughs>
1: and I'd be like, "Wait, where did you get that from?"
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. I would have some insights I wouldn't. I would not supposed to have.
1: So almond joys or mounds.
0: Uh, for me. Hmm. Oh, if you can get an almond in there, I mean. Screw it. It's raining enough down here. I'm not feeling guilty about the almonds right now.
1: <laughs> okay. How about you? I, both.
0: Yeah, well, I'll the, eat either. I mean, Yeah, the, the more about
1: coconut it. I can get into my body, the better.
0: I hated coconut when I was a kid, but I was an idiot, so. <laughs> I think every kids are everybody is about food when they're kids. Right. You know, you're an idiot. And then when you're older, you go... Why haven't I been eating these since I was three?
1: Plus, I read all these gawker things about, in BuzzFeed, 10 things that you didn't know about coconut oil. So I figure coconut oil, oh, yeah. short distance to mounds are, are almond joys.
0: Yeah, sure. Health food, <laughs> so, sure.
1: Yeah, it's a health food. I sometimes smear the almond joys all over my body because I heard that's a good thing.
0: But, oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a little... Oof. Oof all right so uh, do you have anything else for monday i don't all right tuesday 1863 where the streets have some names that is probably one of the best (laughs) jokes of the week that made it into a title uh yeah and and yeah it did turn into a john moe bit but it's a funny john moe bit so don't even worry if you're doing someone else's uh act as long as you're doing fresh material i don't mind you know, that's, it's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite conventions that Mo uses. So there's a new movie coming out, new Little Prince movie. And oh, <laughs> this continues to happen. Um, Andrew will bring up a movie or a book or a movie based on a book or anything based on a book. And Luke will say he didn't read it. <laughs> and these are all books that everybody had to read in junior high and high school. And somehow, mm-hmm. I guess it's the Jesus Creek and the homeschooling thing. Jesus
1: mm-hmm. it has to it, be
0: everything. Everything got right past the goalie on that one.
1: Jeremy has the same <laughs> thing because he was homeschooled.
0: So there's no, he lacks some of those cultural touch points. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, it is, it, it is strange when you're talking about to kill a mockingbird or something. And somebody said, mm-hmm. uh, what's that? You know, <laughs> what, yeah. what happens there? I, I do really enjoy though, because Luke's very quick on his feet and he's very intelligent I do enjoy his takes on what he thinks that the books might or the movies (laughs) might hold.
1: It's like Luke has to, needs to have his own. um, What are those called? The sparks notes or the um, cliff notes. They should be Luke's notes.
0: Yeah. Luke's notes. And it's just a half paragraph of, of, of someone flailing at what the plot might be based on something he saw in a a gif somewhere. Um, But on Tuesday, that's Andrew finally uh plugged his appearance on the LRB. And I was sad to hear him say that he thought he that he blew it here. Did you do you remember him talking about that?
1: I do. And I was very I I thought he did great.
0: Absolutely. I I don't know.
1: We've had great I mean, feedback.
0: Oh, yeah. I I think he might have been probably more nervous about it than he is about TBTL at this point because it's a different thing. He doesn't have a lot of control over it, but, but he, he did great and it sounded great. And, uh, Pape suggested that we take credit for how great his week was on TBTL because, you know, he, he appeared on LRB Monday morning and then he probably had his best week of TBTL ever. So okay, I I'm like happy it. to we take set credit it up. for it. We set him up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe he thought he did bad, so he's working harder. I don't know. So, uh, Bono stole Luke's joke. Do you remember the joke?
1: Um, it was that they need to wear bubble wrap instead of leather. Right.
0: It's a right. good one.
1: Decent job. Yeah.
0: yeah, I know. I came up with kind of a lame one. Is like, I expect a piano to fall on Larry at any moment. You know, he's just mm-hmm. sitting there <laughs> drumming. You just pop. Because f- these, these guys, maybe they ought to knock it off. I don't know. You know, maybe not bubble wrap.
1: It's like any time one of the golden girls dies, they always say, Oh oh, Betty, watch out for Betty White, <laughs> doesn't even know where she is.
0: Right. Right. But you know, I mean I think I think they've done enough. I mean, I'm not a YouTube fan. I, I'm not that much of a hater, but I think at a certain point you're you're not making music that's gonna connect with uh people coming up, you know. You're just kind of you know you can sell a million albums just because people are completists. Like, yeah. uh, you've been a fan of the U2, you've been a fan of the Beatles or whatever. You need every damn thing that comes out with their name on it. So mm-hmm. I think that's what's selling albums at this point. And okay. you can disagree with me if you want, listeners. No, That's uh, fine. They may be making fantastic music, but um, I haven't heard it. So, um, Lynn Fam called Luke out about his complaining, I think. <laughs> um about getting robbed on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I think he uh, proved that the point that was stolen from Luke would not have been the decisive point. Luke still seemed mad, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, because have that's one reason why I can't listen to that show. I think it's really funny. But as a game show, it really makes me mad that there's not set rules. <laughs> right. There's not. Right. I mean, it's... So, like the, the OCD in me can't have it. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. It, it's so subjective that I can't do it.
0: Yeah. The giving of hints always bothers me. Mm-hmm. If, if you either know it or you don't, and it's okay if you don't know it. A lot of the stuff is obscure. It's okay. You don't have to keep giving hints until the person has no choice, but to get it right. right. Um, the only thing that actually really bothers me on that, on that show, I love, wait, wait, don't tell me too. I think Peter Sagal is a genius. Mm-hmm. I think the writing is fantastic. The only thing that really bothers me is the uh, limerick, Um, because I don't think I've ever heard anybody lose. You know, I'm not a fan of limericks, and it's it's a segment where you can't the listener can't lose. I I heard somebody not be able to get it one day, and they basically flew someone to his house with a big flash card that said, "Here's the answer." And you're right, as a game show, it's like. Come on, man. Let's make every part of it a tiny bit challenging. It doesn't have to be really challenging, but let's not give points. Come on. Uh, what else? Scouts and no squirt guns. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird they talked about squirt guns in a week when they were also talking about uh, homosexuality uh, in the scout leaders. It seemed like a weird misdirect. Uh, you've, you've missed a lot of news this week, but I, I think the next day or the day after that the scout leader the I'm sorry the um whoever runs the organization just said that that not having gay scout leaders is unsustainable and that um you know there there are so many um gays that are out that want to be involved in scouting mm-hmm. that it would kind of be stupid to turn them away yeah um but for some reason most of the talk this week was centered on squirt guns so who cares? They said you, the the scouts aren't allowed to use squirt guns anymore unless mm-hmm. they're squirting at targets or. Wow, that's a blast. <laughs> Do you want to shoot some guns or some squirt guns? Yeah, uh, I think I'll go, go with the target. guns.
1: I see where they're coming from in that they are trying to. Their job is to mold and teach young men. And their so their goal is to teach them safety, right? Their gun safety. So I, I understand where that's coming from. You teach them that guns are only for shooting at targets, or you know proper mm-hmm. safety, and then it's a mixed message for killing unarmed black way.
0: men. <laughs> that's you know that's the other use for yeah. guns,
1: <laughs> right? So then you have a mixed message of okay, but now we're going to have a big thing where we do shoot at each other.
0: So I understand
1: that maybe squirt squirt guns are for home play and we don't do it at Boy Scouts, which I totally understand.
0: I just pictured them taking the whole troop. Like they did a fundraiser and they take them up to the, to the amusement park and, and they all, they all go up to the laser tag place and then, and then they all just lay down and, and they put out some laser targets for them. (laughs) It's like, well, this isn't any fun. Well,
1: maybe boy scouts isn't for laser tag and squirt guns.
0: Yeah. They need yeah. to be
1: earning those badges.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, what else you got before we get to our Game of Thrones recap?
1: Are we going to talk about the trigger warnings before or after?
0: Uh, we can talk about the trigger warnings right now.
1: Okay. Um, I really enjoyed this this topic and myself I've gone back and forth about trigger warnings. I actually say I need a trigger warning for people needing trigger warnings because it like kind of makes me angry. And I, I really liked how they spoke about it, especially Luke saying that. So you're basically saying that these people don't, can't live their life. They're never going to Mm. get over this. They're never going to make themselves better. So they can't really live in society. And it's to me, what I've noticed is that, and this could just be my small segment of life and what I've experienced is that a lot of these people that decide to be offended about everything and to be upset have not been victims of these things. They just want to be upset about things. Mm -hmm. And I do.
0: Go ahead. There's a, there's a percentage uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, I, I, you don't want to, take away from people that have actually been through it. But yeah, they're there. Mm-hmm. The outrage machine is manned by a lot of people who haven't had that life experience or really a lot of life experience that mm-hmm. I've seen.
1: Right. And, and everyone's different and they process everything different. But if a TV show or something that's written or said or taught in a class, um, triggers you to be upset and not be able to deal with that then that's something that maybe we talk about in therapy yeah because you you can't go around in life and in the world being offended with everything mm-hmm.
0: yeah because yeah, to me a, you can't hide from the imagery from from people talking and like we'll get into game of thrones in a minute but yeah. i'm but uh, it'd be very hard to enjoy life if you couldn't find some way to to deal with images or or uh, words, or, you know, on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Life would just be a minefield for you.
1: Well, and also to me, it seems that trigger the the whole theory of trigger warnings is okay, so someone's offended by something that happened and they say that it's a trigger warning where a a trigger is actually a a real psychological thing that someone who has PTSD from, from Mm -hmm. an incident in their life or a situation that puts them into a state where they cannot function. Right. They They
0: shut down and shut
1: down and that's a real thing, but Mm -hmm. just not liking a scene or thinking it's offensive is not an actual trigger that puts you into a PTSD shutdown mode, a psychological right, right. shutdown. And it, to me, it's offensive of people getting offended by that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, it why takes, I say It takes away from, from people that have legitimate real
1: life experiences. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree.
1: I mean, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that's a good lead into game of Thrones because it ended very, uh, very violently. Um, this week, I was thrown off right away by Game of Thrones because Carcetti um, Finger, who's actually a British <laughs> actor, he he was trying to say dynasty, and I guess British people say it dynasty? Okay. Or he said it that way, and I don't know. It just it threw, it threw me off to an unusual degree. I was like, dynasty? And so then dynasty? you started Googling
1: things and hearing... <laughs> <laughs> I was That's gone for about do. ten
0: minutes after that, <laughs> trying to figure out is that what he was supposed to say? Um all right, so the uh the British actor who's in everything who is now has Tyrion he uh he's caught the grayscale. Nobody knows he has it. He has the grayscale on his arm and he's gonna become a slea stack and die soon, I'm sure but they get captured by these characters i guess from the books that are really popular but we don't even know who they are but it's like um these black guys it's a slave ship or something and they're going to they're going to cut off Tyrion's dick and sell it to sell it to <laughs> a cock merchant because dwarf cock is supposed to be very is this very real very valuable <laughs> I-
1: Mike, I need to know if you're joking because I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the show. Is this actually a storyline that's happening? You know,
0: you know. I I joked with Pate before, before the show that if I ever knew that you didn't listen to an episode of TVTL, that I would make up some stuff to see if I could yeah. get it by you. But no, this is real. This is real. Wait, They got wait. captured.
1: So dwarf in in the world of uh, Westeros. Yeah, dwarf dick is. <laughs> Is a high commodity. Yeah, it's
0: like it's like gooey duck or like rhino horn. Do people eat it? I'm so confused. Anything and scared. that you know, people from the Far East, you know, think is going to solve their their libido problems. <clears throat> so they they said that they were going to cut off his dick, and he, you know, of course, he's a very fast thinker. He's an intellectual, and he said, "Well, you won't be able to prove it's a dwarf dick. So what use will it be of to you?" So so they oh, they decided to take him on their slave ship until they can find a dick dealer
1: so he's saying he's 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 what are they what's the word jacked packed stacked
0: <laughs> Oh yeah 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 we knew that i think it's been talked about before. okay okay yeah um so so he uh so they have to take him aboard because nobody's going to buy the dwarf dick if it's not still attached to the dwarf before they cut it off. And then they commit the other guy. Mike,
1: I need to know. I need to know something. Are they actually using the term dick?
0: No, cock, I think <laughs> this, is what they said. This
1: is so hilarious to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. This, and if I and watch it was meant to be serious.
1: If I watch this week's show and this doesn't happen, I'll be. I'll never forgive you.
0: <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> okay. And so the other guy with the grayscale who's starting to starting to get sick from having the grayscale because he, he battled with one of them sleeve stacks and it touched him mm-hmm. and that's all oh, that needs okay. to happen. So he's starting to get sick, but uh, they say, well, take him along too because he's this great warrior and he can win at the at the games that they're going to have at the place where they're doing the small claims court in that city where... The blonde chick took over, and they they do the small claims court every day. <laughs> so he's they're all they're getting on the ship, and they're going to go there. He'll do the small claims. They, I'm sure that Tyrion will escape before the, they find a dick dealer. Um, so that's what's going on. I guess I'll just give you the update at this point. Uh, that we we go to um this this gang called the Sand Snakes, I think they're called, and they're these little. Uh, women, tiny women that you know, how they're tiny, very attractive. Oh, tiny! They're about—they're probably f- between four foot eight and five foot two, and oh, and they're so all like lean. My height. Yeah, they're all—they're all super Not lean and muscular, tall, and they're, though. And they—they all practice a different weapon, like they're a—they're a girl gang, you know? Okay. And they like get the in spice a, girls. Yeah, it's this is so you know people. People quit watching the show over the ending of the show this week, but other mm-hmm. people quit watching over this action scene where this girl gang gets involved with a fight uh, between um, one hand uh, sister Raper Lannister. I can never remember mm-hmm. his name, and the the tough guy that he's traveling with, the the guy that trains everyone to fight. Oh right! Mm-hmm. And they get they get in a fight, and all these guys have to pretend like these the, these little girls have a chance, and it's so comical. It's so it's so choreographed and awful that people were threatening to quit watching just over that business. Um Was so, it as
1: bad as like a Michael Jackson video um choreograph fight?
0: Yeah, yeah. It okay. would, it, a, a dance battle would have been more legitimate. Okay. In, in my feeling. Like like a Pat Benatar video where they, they solve <laughs> molestation with a dance right. battle. That exactly. kind of thing. Um, so that happened and then, uh, you got Arya and she's in that, um, temple or whatever that is where they're, they're letting people or helping people commit suicide and she, they, they find out that, um, they're doing that not only to help sick people reach a a peaceful end, but they're stealing their faces and that's, they've got this big warehouse where... They peel off everyone's cap, and that's where that's why all these people that are the um, I forget what they're called, but they give up their own identity in order to move among people under all these different faces and and do justified murders of awful people. Oh, so there's wait, wall wait, to wait. wall.
1: They peel off their faces in like a face off situation.
0: Yeah, like they the they John Travolta. And then they belong those faces belong to the faceless people, and those people can now use that face to move among uh everyone as as strangers as a million different strangers to do whatever they need to do so it's pretty I, fascinating, but she's I not that, she's not ready for it.
1: I feel that George R. R. Martin is just messing with people at this point,
0: yeah, yeah, it's like I, he's I mean, taking
1: plots of terrible eighties movies and putting them in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's still not clear whether she's going to be one of these people or not because mm-hmm. weirdo dude says she's not ready and he was whipping her and all this stuff. I mean, uh, it's a weird storyline, but...
1: <clears throat> Maybe her gang of plucky neighbors are going to come out and they're going to hunt
0: treasures. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't put anything past him at you this point, know. but... You never know. <sighs> okay. <laughs> This for you not having seen it, it's a ridiculous show. All all of these are going to seem.
1: <laughs> I think I'm just going to stop watching and let you tell me about it. I think that makes yeah. it for a better show.
0: <laughs> and okay, you you know the you know the lady, the mother or the grandma of the new queen. Mm-hmm. She's been on before. She's yes. like you know no nonsense lady. She wears cool clothes and she comes on and says things like the Dowager Countess says. Uh she she came to King's Landing because they threw her son grandson whatever he was in jail for being gay. Mm-hmm. Because that guy was he was fucking all the guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry Aiden, he was fucking all the guys in King's Landing. So he's guilty of being gay, but of course, you know, we're watching, we don't want him to like go to prison or stay in prison or get executed for being gay. So we're rooting for him. He, he they hold some kind of little trial where uh, they they find someone to say that uh, that dude was screwing everyone, and they decide to keep him, and he is going to face a trial for being gay. They had like a grand jury hearing, and now he's going to face trial for, for being gay. And the grandma says something like, uh, if they arrested all the pillow biters in King's Landing, the jails would be overflowing. So she had mm-hmm. a good line there. I'll give her mm-hmm. that, but – when she found out that um, that uh, Queen Mother Cersei was going to retain this kid and and things were not going her way, and she kind of got like thrown out of Queen Cersei's uh, Queen Mother Cersei's chambers, she didn't have a comeback. And I thought it's so—I mean, she's so uncharacteristic. You know, if she had a jerk store comeback or something <laughs> at that point, <laughs> it would have been the time to unleash it. I, I just picture her next week coming back and ordering a lot of shrimp. You know, <laughs> and just laying that line back out there and see if uh, see if Cersei hasn't had enough, too much white wine and doesn't have a comeback. You know,
1: what about a uh, shit salesman?
0: <laughs> yeah, Cersei, you're you sound like a shit salesman with a mouthful <laughs> of samples. <laughs> Anything. She just walked out. It was so <sighs> disappointing. I thought I thought she was going to be the Dowager Countess of this series, but she just wasn't. So disappointed. So. Um, they, they take away the gay brother and they also take away the queen because she lied to cover up, said her brother wasn't gay. So they're jailing the queen in oh. front of the king. And the king, you know, he's this 15-year-old kid. He's getting laid for the first time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't say anything. She's looking at him like, what are you going to do? Why don't you stop this? Because he has the power to stop it. He's the king. Right. But he doesn't. And I found that very unrealistic because this kid, he's 15 He's getting laid by this wonderful piece of ass Mm -hmm. for the first time. I mean, this is like a week into him getting laid by her. I think he would have stopped the world to keep her from going to jail. He doesn't do anything. They lost me on that one.
1: Well, well, Mike, I'll tell you, she needs to tell him because he's 15 and he's a boy. She needs to say, you're not getting any more of this unless you save my brother. He doesn't understand the consequences. Grown men don't understand consequences. The look she probably gave him doesn't make sense to him.
0: It didn't register.
1: Yes. She needs to say, okay, okay.
0: No more of this and no point more to of her this. V.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no more P and the V for you, young boy.
0: Not even any hashtag P2MA. Nope. None you. of it.
1: Especially that.
0: Uh, yeah. That's the first thing coming <laughs> off the list. For sure. Okay, so the show ends, and have you heard about the ending by now? Uh,
1: sh- yes.
0: Sansa, Carcetti um, uh, Finger has to go off and negotiate a bunch of bullshit, so she leaves Sansa there with the Boltons, who are really nice fellows. I mean, let's yeah. just say that these are these are some quality, quality individuals. Yep. I would definitely leave leave um, people that I held dear with those <laughs> maniacs. So, uh, she gets left there and they have a wedding and, uh, he proves to be, you know, just a monster right off the bat. She, she probably would have had sex with him on the wedding night in a normal way if he had just acted normal, but he Mm -hmm. started to get really weird. And he told, uh, Theon slash Reek that he had to stay in the room and watch him deflower Sansa, Sansa. Mm Mm-hmm. And he rips off her dress and rapes her from behind. Because in Game of Thrones, that's the only sex mm-hmm. anybody has is from behind. And he makes Reek close the door and he not only has to stay there, he makes him watch. And I, I don't know. Does anybody who's watching Game of Thrones need a trigger warning At this point, I mean, we're so many seasons in on horrible things happening to women and babies and other men, and Mm it's very show. You have a man jailed for homosexuality, and like facing facing some horrible penalties. Uh, Let's just if you're easily offended, do not watch this show. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is not for you. This is not for you. But I think uh, it's a scene that that had to happen, but it didn't have to happen on screen. I don't think sometimes I think things that happen off screen are just as affecting, mm-hmm. but you know, they more or less stayed with it. And, and like I said, I mean, I was less offended by that than trying to watch the the sand ladies do their thing. That okay. was, that was embarrassing. Cause especially when you're on a show that has a lady warrior, that, that tall blonde lady warrior who kicks ass, to have these ladies try to look like they kick ass was embarrassing,
1: well, what about I think it was last season when the brother raped the sister on the grave of not even the grave like the, the oh, yeah. casket of their on his child. Body, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so come on, <laughs> but yes, everyone should stop watching this show
0: so are are you are you are you gonna watch it now or? Are you done? You're just gonna let me tell you about it.
1: I I I like that idea. I think it makes for a good show. Or I'll watch it after. Right now, to me, it's a show that's on the in the background while I do other things.
0: So you're not taking notes.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I'll take up the responsibility. There's, there's okay. only a few more shows this year, yep. so don't worry about it. I'll keep you up to date. Um, meanwhile, let's move on to Wednesday. Number 1864 Andrew is his own drunk stepdad. The title alone <laughs> tells us Andrew's state of mind. Um how much he's beating himself up over everything. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy who just can't remember details. It's okay. You know? He has a big picture. Yep. Um Luke does a prayer to try to end Andrew's insecurity.
1: How did that make you feel?
0: Um well if you're gonna do a prayer, I need a trigger warning. <laughs> that
1: actually did trigger Jeremy a little bit.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Um, yeah, how did he feel about um, prayer being mocked in such a way?
1: He well, he was listening to it and he's like, "Whoa, okay, he's got it. He he's got this down." And he basically yeah. was saying exactly the things that Luke did. Like this, it's so ingrained in you that mm-hmm. you can just turn it on. I mean, Luke probably hasn't prayed like that I mean Jeremy does it all the time like he'll he'll say do you want me to lay hands on you and take your headache away and Mm -hmm. and he does it and he does his little um, talks in tongues or does the does the prayer exactly like Luke did
0: now how can you tell when Jeremy's talking in tongues because the guy doesn't make any sense uh, on a regular basis (laughs) so
1: he's a regular shit salesman (laughs) sorry Aiden
0: right But yeah, I mean that, uh,
1: it was, it was funny because we've heard ta- Luke talk about his religious past and talks about how, uh, what was it um, 90% of their graduating class at Jesus Creek were pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. the, the girls at least, I mean, obviously, um, so we've, we've talked about it. He's told stories about it, but this is the first time hearing it live. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really. I mean, he's talked about gospel songs and and music and and like that, but this really hit it home yeah. to me.
0: Oh yeah, I, I think I can do the same thing for like if 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 you like um if you hated Ron Fairley the announcer or uh, the Mariners announcer, or if you if you loved Kevin Calabro um as mm-hmm. an announcer, I can. I can take you there. I can take you back to those days. I can do uh, an impression or whatever, but this is even more deep because Mm -hmm. these, these, these guys were in, in that uh, evangelical thing deep. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that, that like when you hear someone talking like that, you kind of get a little like, Oh man, that's still going on. (laughs) I mean, that's, that, that's a thing. Oh, I thought when I left that, that was gone, you know, but, people are still doing all this stuff well and
1: jeremy talks had talked all the time about how uh you know how people say um and like in christian culture Mm -hmm. you say lord jesus lord jesus is the way to get to to fill in space until the next thing and Mm -hmm. and uh luke said a lot of lord jesus is and so i thought it was funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna start using that (laughs) I got a lot of stuff on, on Wednesday, but, um, in the interest of time, the, the things that I really wanted to talk about were, uh, the first one is Marina Abramovic, mm-hmm. who has always seemed like a dick mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And just like I use, uh, I can use pussy to describe women. Mm-hmm. I will also use dick, uh, to describe women. Um, because it works. Uh, she's kind of a dick. And I guess, uh, she let Sean Carter, who is Jay Z, do some some version of what she was doing in in New York. Uh, some um, he did a video that was that was sort of derivative of the thing where she would go and people would just come and stare in her eyes mm-hmm. as a, a art as an art in- mm-hmm. installation. And then he promised to make some donation to her foundation. Mm-hmm. And he did, but, um, I don't know. This is, this is my guess. I, I didn't read up on it, but that he did it under his name. Cause you know, he doesn't sign Jay Z mm-hmm. to his checks. He probably signs Sean Carter to his checks and she got some big donation from some guy named Sean Carter and he didn't give a F about it mm-hmm. and was looking for Jay Z's name. And now she's mad and she calls him out and his accountant goes, uh, no, it's right here. Uh, $1.5 million mm-hmm. from Sean Carter. um, yeah, just it it kind of demonstrated that she's kind of an asshole and I I have this is going to piss people off too. And you know, Luke was married to a performance artist and you know, um it to me it's it's like it's like the art world version of having a ferret on your shoulder or <laughs> riding a unicycle um it, because I have a lot of respect for art And uh, that kind of art, performance art, I often see is very gimmicky and something that anybody can do. And once you've made some, once you've impressed someone that has enough money, then they believe in you and they fund you. And it's just a weird world and her, her stuff, you know, some of it's good, some of it's bad, but I think performance art artists, sorry, performance art as a whole not a big fan. What about you?
1: Well, just hearing them, they did two kind of two days on this or two segments on it. Um, first of all, who did she think that $1.5 million was from or whatever amount it was? There's not a lot of people donating. I'm just saying that in that chunk. Secondly, yeah,
0: yeah, that that at that level,
1: she's known for uh performing or she she's known for her art being performance this was her way of thrusting herself back in the media she could have asked someone she could have googled anything this is just her way of getting back in there and she did mm-hmm. it she got on she got <laughs> back in the news and now yeah. her thing is being talked about again so she achieved it yeah
0: yeah well we won't give it any more no. play here uh the last thing i want to talk about on wednesday was the nfl made a cho- made a change in their extra point. And we won't talk about it long. Cause there are a lot of people who aren't into the sports mm-hmm. here. Uh, I brought up a solution to the extra point problem, uh, on the stents page under somebody else's post. But this mm-hmm. has been my, my idea, my, my, the flag I've been trying to carry for a while. What they did was they moved the extra points back to like the 15 yard line. So it's just a slightly less automatic, kick. The only, the only thing that was kind of intriguing to me is that if the extra point is blocked and run back, mm-hmm. then it's two points the other way. So there is that. I think they'll be yeah. coming after the extra points a lot harder now than, yes. they, than they were then. So that might lead to a slightly smaller success rate just because of the, the level of mm-hmm. trying. But um, my idea was to eliminate the extra point kick. And the, you do that by when a team scores a touchdown, they get seven points. So you don't have that untimed down
2: mm-hmm.
0: where where everyone's smashing into each other for basically nothing because it's more or less automatic. Right. So uh, in the in the NFL, there are about between like twelve hundred and fifteen hundred touchdowns scored every year. So you have that many untimed downs of guys smashing against each other for no reason. So. Just as they've eliminated um, a lot of the kickoffs by moving the kickoffs forward, having them go out of bounds, and a lot fewer concussions there, let's eliminate some of these meaningless plays that that don't take any time off the clock. You're not going to lose any commercials. So what you do is you say, okay, you get seven points. If you want to go for two, you can still go for two. Um, After Okay, I see. Yeah, you got your one. Do you want two? Well, you can go for it. But if you miss it, you get six. If you make it, you get eight.
2: Mm. And,
0: and if you want to make that even more interesting, you move it to the one. That would further incentivize teams to actually go for it. Because right now it's the two. It's about a 40-some percent play, which doesn't make a lot of sense unless you're you you know, you're getting to a situation in the game where you really need those points. So that's my idea. Have you? I told you that before? No, I think?
1: like it. I like that. I co-signed that idea.
0: Because what they did now just seems like a half step. Like, uh, it's still going to be kind of boring. You're still not going to stop and watch it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you had plans to get up and go to the bathroom or go to the fridge or something.
1: Yeah, you're still going to do it then.
0: Moving it to the 15-yard line is not going to say, oh, wait, uh, wait, guys.
1: Because it's only going to be every so often that a team takes it back.
0: Yeah, yeah. They block it and take it back. Or they actually miss it, you know? So... All right. Um, The um, last
1: thing I had on this day was Andrew talking about how he doesn't know words. We've already coined it you Andrew yourself. And I'm I have found myself doing this a lot lately too. And it was actually a funny story at work. We do a beer Friday where um three people serve beer to the whole company and it it starts at four o'clock. And one one week the CEO came out and did he had just learned Flip Cup at some oh, NFL yeah. gathering. So he learned mm-hmm. flip cup and he decided he was going to have a flip cup team and a uh, match. And so they played and he lost terribly. He he did bad picking of his team. So he was going to serve again. It was his turn to serve. And I was trying to think of the word rematch and I could not think of it. And so I said, okay, let's send out an email and tell everyone it's a flip cup. Okay. What's that thing called when two teams play each other? And one loses really bad, and then they come back and they want, they, they need to do it again. And it's the same people, and they, they do the, they do it again. And no one had it. And, and I completely described it. <laughs> and everyone's looking at I me and they're like, no idea. Just let's just send oh, it out Christine. without putting that word in. And then they, it came to oh. me rematch. And oh,
0: yeah. so I losing, feel bad I'm for you. I think touch. I, I might have been able to come up with it for you.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Do you need a job?
0: <laughs> All right. Um, Thursday. Uh, there's a lot more about uh, Jay Z and uh, and uh, the the conversation over being able to call Jay Z a name that he calls himself, mm-hmm. which is the Jigga Man, mm-hmm. or as we say on Takedown Podcast, the Jigga Man. <laughs> um whether or not it was okay for Luke to say it and i think the the general consensus was it probably isn't but he continued to say it okay. which i respect and it put me in mind of a of a story about when i was in grad school at the university of florida so my ex-wife she was working on her mba her thesis and she turned in a paper that uh, was all about the acts that were popular at the time that were really coming up and starting to change the industry and make money. And, uh, you know, there was um, Two Live Crew, which was really popular in Florida Mm -hmm. at the time, and I I was in grad school at the University of Florida. Um, But one of the main groups that she talked about in the paper that she turned in was NWA, which stands for Niggas with Attitude. Mm Mm-hmm. And the the teacher wasn't familiar with the rap industry or NWA or niggas with attitude. And she got her paper back and it was circled um, the the part where she had parenthesized niggas with attitude and said, uh, This is inappropriate. Oh, no. Like, you can't say this. Mm -hmm. It's their name. She didn't know. She thought she thought that that my my ex Lee Elisa was mm-hmm. making a judgment about the fellows <laughs> in the group by parenthesizing niggas with attitude. Oh, you know, like no. she she was deciding what the the acronym was for. Okay, but and this is a college professor. It was so professor. embarrassing for that faculty yes. that that happened. I was embarrassed for them, and we had a great laugh over that, but. Um, I know everyone thinks college, I hate music.
1: This is a college. But professor. I actually have a real
0: soft spot for that era yeah. of music and that era of rap and hip hop because she was so into it. I just couldn't help but get immersed in it, and I I sit and listen to that era of bullshit all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't hate music as much as everyone says. So screw y'all.
1: This is a PhD level professor at a college, not Mm -hmm. doing the acronym math.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would, to be fair, it was, it was like the first class on the way to that um, master's that she eventually got. And it was a, it was a journalism professor and it was an older lady and she didn't know Lee very well. Or, or even at all, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And so I think she thought this is a white girl who hates black people.
1: <laughs> well, and in Florida, to be fair, you never know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You never yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, a great story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else we got on Thursday? Um, Blue Apron, new sponsor. You know, I was listening to the show for. I listened like, I listen when it comes out on the Infinite Guest because mm-hmm. it doesn't get into my the whatever uh, catches podcasts on my phone for a few hours. So I listen on Infinite Guest, and I don't hear any of the Blue Apron stuff. And then I hear Emily listening before bed, mm-hmm. and the Blue Apron ads are in there. Um, have you tried Blue Apron? Are you I interested at all? I
1: I haven't. I think I would be interested. I. I have a little bit of weird situation with meat in that I only eat some random kinds mm-hmm. of it. So all the stuff they're describing doesn't sound appealing to me. So I don't know if you can go in and and make it, customize it. So I haven't really yeah.
0: looked. Yeah, I think uh, you, it may be some sort of a, where you can choose. But mm-hmm. the, thing, the thing that strikes me is This is genius marketing by Blue Apron because if if they get into advertising on podcasts, Mm -hmm. there is no better way to tap into the white people, especially females, that have a lot of expensive stuff in their kitchen Mm -hmm. and never cook anything. Yeah. So I I just think they should dominate this segment. They should – I mean – Blue apron should be on every podcast in the world. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah. I I think um we probably won't do it because Jeremy's kind of like you and he's kind of a cheap bastard. So mm-hmm. he would just say, How about you pay me that money and I'll cook meals for you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Tell me what's on the list and give me the money right. and I'll go get it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I could I could uh I could see that. Um, they also on Thursday they recapped uh, Letterman, which we're not going to recap here, um, not because I, I don't love Letterman; he wasn't a you know big part of my my TV watching from high school on. But uh, I think they they went at it extensively. I really didn't mm-hmm. have that much to add to it. Um, it uh, I still have it in my DVR. I haven't watched it. I've just heard all the clips like on Fresh Air and on TBTL and a couple other shows. So. I'm looking forward to watching it, but um, this has been kind of a crazy week, so I haven't had a chance. Um, they talked about having a producer talking on people's shows and how it's weird when the producer comes on and they're speaking into the same microphones or or at the same audio quality as the host, how it's disconcerting. It just sounds like another co-host jumping oh, okay. in. Okay. And how it always sounds better, like on the gist, when Andrea – uh Mike Pesca's producer jumps in, but she's always on that the on that uh Mark uh uh Mike uh you never made a mistake there. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. different. It sounds like someone talking from the booth. Mm-hmm. And I thought if we ever let Jeremy talk, we need to give one of those filters. You know, we need to get one of those filters Ooh, to yeah. make it sound like he's you know, talking Darth to us Vader. from
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But <laughs> I mean
1: that's what I love about the Howard Stern show. They have that uh gary delabate has this like it almost sounds like he's talking into a megaphone or something
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i
1: i love that
0: yeah i can't wait to get that feature going and then not let jeremy talk yeah that is my goal we'll,
1: we'll get him excited that that means he gets to be on it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah because he's never going to talk i mean emily's now in love with him. and <laughs> And Andrew's in love with them, and everybody's all, oh, Jeremy, Jeremy. Everyone loves the guy that doesn't talk because they project all the good things onto him. They have to listen to me go, blah, blah, blah. Are and, we going to let him think, talk
1: at the meetup? We need to have well, a meeting about this.
0: I say we just, we just give him a scratch pad.
1: Okay. okay. You know,
0: he can, he Word can around his neck. that way. Yeah. I mean, he has to be there because he's sober and we're going to need some people to get to drive us, of course. Some rides home. I mean, it would be silly not to have (laughs) him there. Come on. Come on now. We got to have some sober guys there. But uh, uh, the last uh, story on Thursday, I think it was the top story, was there was a naked guy at the Charlotte (laughs) airport. (laughs) He was naked for an hour. And I I was asking Emily about this. Like, aren't there... Because she, she flies in and out of North Carolina all the time. Like, aren't there, like, families there? Aren't there some dads that would go like, all right, while we're waiting an hour for the cops mm-hmm. to show up, how about we we can get a blanket around this idiot, right?
1: Well, and is he just sitting there? I, do, I was so confused. Is he making yeah, a ruckus? If- is he getting some – going to one of those newsstands and getting some, like – airport nachos or something i mean i, I don't <laughs> right. understand is he still yelling at the people
0: do you sir when he when he comes down to the whatever whatever the panini place is that are they selling him a 19 dollar panini yeah. or are they saying nope you know yeah, you gotta get, go put a sock around your right. dork before did we're get gonna get one s- of
1: those chair massages i i'm so confused now,
0: and where do you keep your wallet at that point right I mean, how exactly. do you pay how these people he,
1: How did he get through security? I mean, I'm so confused. And the the I thought about this because there was a man in our waiting area who tried to incite a riot against the airline at one point. Because this was still when there was active lightning, he announced that none of us should fly the airline because they should have had a contingency plan to fly in lightning. And Mm. Jeremy just turned to him and said, "Why don't you start your own airline?" And this is an old business, dude. He goes, "Fuck off."
0: The so, contingency plan to fly in lightning yes. is is what. Don't you fly. Just...
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is he was trying to get everyone. He was getting people trying to get people worked up, and he had a couple soccer moms on his side. And when he mm-hmm. when he said, "You know, I don't even feel comfortable flying in an airline that doesn't have a contingency plan of flying in in lightning." And then Jeremy said, Why don't you start your own airline? And the guy told him to fuck off.
0: So so this guy learned a phrase. He learned how to say contingency plan right. and he was gonna work that in, even though it doesn't it doesn't apply. Their plan for when there's lightning <laughs> fly. is not flying, and I'm okay with that.
1: Right. And it's he, not it's not as if every other airline was in and out. No one was. It's not right. safe. There's lightning striking the building and he wants to fly out. And oh, it's not
0: like you guys were watching United and American just no. book and in and out.
1: That's the other thing is that our, the airline actually gave out food vouchers to go to any of the food court. They could choose between mm-hmm. pretzel free $19 paninis. No other airline was doing that. But he mm-hmm. was mad because they weren't flying in lightning.
0: Yeah, he wanted to take the risk. He was ready, but and but you have to you have to get an entire airline and all the passengers on board with that plan.
1: We weren't even an hour delayed at that point when he said that. Oh gosh, that's why I said hmm. as soon as I saw the pilot with his his suitcase, I, we're get we got to get out of here because I'm gonna go off. And <laughs> when we're flying on Will's passes, we're representing him, and I did not want to get him fired because
0: yeah. sure. I, I would have shanked sure. a bitch that. That night, well, I would have been proud of you, but <laughs> prison Yeah, style. as much as as much as I personally dislike Will the pilot, I, I feel like you you have a good relationship with him, and you need to preserve. Yes. <laughs> All right, Friday, eighteen sixty six, nightmare or funmare. <clears throat> Luke spent a good part of the afternoon trying to get his uh, mortgage situation squared around because I guess um, whoever bought the house from him in Seattle missed a payment and. He's being blamed and dinged for it, and was having no luck with it, and is putting Carrie on the case. I look forward to hearing how that turned mm-hmm. out. Had you? I, I know you didn't get to all Friday show. Had you gotten yes. that far? And yeah, she's a delight. She came on and yes. and she administered the Myers Briggs personality test to Luke and Andrew. And I don't think there were we were not surprised. I don't think there was anything even mildly surprising. No. Have you ever taken that test?
1: I did. While listening, I Oh, I, really? I never How, had... How'd you come out? Well, what's interesting is I basically have exactly, I'm an Andrew, but mm-hmm. I'm on the line between extrovert and introvert. Every personality mm. test I take, they say you're either or, you should read both. So I'm exactly what.
0: Well, that fits, Christy, because when you came up with the, for, with the idea for this podcast, you didn't actually intend to be on it. So, so you like, you're like, oh, that would be cool if someone did this. And then it was like, oh, you're doing – oh, well, you had mixed feelings about actually doing it yourself. Right. So that makes sense to me. I took it – I've taken it a while back mm. and it pretty much says I'm a sociopath. Yeah, but we all which, knew that. dead on. <laughs> you know.
1: Well, what's interesting is for – when Carrie talked about it being a work situation – where where they do it in corporate world? We took mm-hmm. this one at my work. Everybody um, takes uh, the five strengths test. Do you know this one? Mm-hmm. And it it you take it's hundreds of questions. And it comes with a book, and so when you get hired on your day, you take this test, and then you send the results into HR, and they print you up a plaque, and you're required to have that hanging in your cube, like in a plastic uh. thing. And I have mine, well, because everyone does, but my boss regularly uses it against me. Really? Yeah. How so? Because so minor individualism, developer, empathy, includer, and correctedness, connectedness, sorry. And he often says, well, I know that you have empathy, so don't tell anyone we're about to fire this person. Or oh, I know that no. you... um You desire your, your, your individual, you know, he just uses it kind of in a passive aggressive way to kind of Mm -hmm. shame me or try to shame me. It doesn't ever work, but I just roll my eyes at him or he'll say, well, you, I know that you have this in common with this person. So you probably really value this situation. And I just think most of these, I just think are a bunch of hooey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you may have this trait or that trait, but we all need to do our job. So right. let's not tiptoe around this person or that person because right. of this trait. I mean...
1: <laughs> I don't even understand the point. I mean, these books and the test is 50 to to $100 per person, and I just think that money could be spent better in better places.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, just instead of Beer Friday, let's upgrade. Right. Let's have Mixed Drink Friday.
1: <laughs> well, and how about I just throw a bunch of five dollar words at you and and print it up in your in your cube and then you give me that hundred dollars per person
0: well th- that's my contingency plan <laughs> is... oh shoot so luke is a fomo i don't know what the actual yes. uh actual initials were i didn't write those down but fear of missing out that's definitely yes luke and the the one uh, he poo-pooed this one maybe because he's not very familiar with 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 the actor um uh, the personality of Bob Hope but Luke is very much like Bob Hope if you are familiar with um anything Bob Hope like though he used to host all these variety shows and mm-hmm. um he he did a bunch of movies with Bing Crosby and and he's just he's a very warm gregarious guy mm-hmm. and, and his, he was
1: and in real life as well
0: yeah, and funny and comfortable mm-hmm. in his own skin, and I just thought Bob Hope—that's that's, that's freaking dead mm-hmm. on, Luke. Yes, because he's he's hosting life.
2: Yeah, you know I agree. he's
0: not just hosting TBTL; he hosts life. I'm sure he he he, he hosts around his home. You know, he's just mm-hmm. he's comfortable in that role. It's not phony, because a lot of times you think host, you think game show host, but right, no, no he's more like. More like uh like Cullen worships the guy who hosts America's funniest home videos. I think guys is dancing with the stars too. And the guy's he's not a jerk, he's just a born host. Right. You know? And I think Luke's the same thing. And and I thought Bob Hope is a great parallel for him. Um the the funniest thing I think for me that came out of Friday was Carrie's Carrie got uh she was the master and commander, or, or the mastermind and the commander. Those were her personality types. And Luke said that she was the bad guy from Inspector Gadget, <laughs> and 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 Walsh was the one who came up with the with the reference. And the guy's name was Doctor Claw. In that, and and Walsh, as he'd come up with the title as Protector, and he wasn't that happy with it, but he protected Luke's reference. Yeah. By coming up with Doctor Claude, that was, I was—I don't know—I laughed out loud at that. I thought it was one of the funniest things. Um, Luke had a lot of good throwaway lines this week. Andrew was on fire, like intellectually, but Luke was on fire throwaway line wise, which yes. is my favorite thing. I—I like—I love comedy. I love all things comedy, but there's nothing I love more than a throwaway line that's meaningless, out of context, and and Walsh protecting the reference was one of my favorite things. Um, boy, there's a lot on Friday to unpack, but we're, we're so long right Mm now. Um, the hot dog vendor, no to that guy, because you're, you're, he was charging $30 to tourists for hot dog and justifying it by saying, oh, they're tourists, they got money, whatever, but, I thought about this, and there are people all over the world that feel like going to New York for a vacation is the ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to the greatest city in the world, right. the city you've always heard about, always, you've always imagined, and maybe you don't have a ton of money, but you've saved your money and you're going to New York, and now you're going to go to Ground Zero, the World Trade Centers, and pay tribute and all this, and you've some asshole who charges you $60 for two hot dogs. Um, to me, that's, that's insulting, and it, it's embarrassing for our for our country. And and you know, I'm not I'm not trying to keep you from making a buck. If you need to charge five dollars per hot dog to to make your money, let's do that. But let's not charge three dollars to the English speaking white people and then thirty dollars to the person who doesn't understand the currency. Because um I can't leave the country because I'm a convicted felon. But if I could leave the country and go somewhere where I didn't understand the language and, and even less the currency um it would leave a horrible taste in my mouth if somebody ripped me off like that, and I know it happens all the time, not mm-hmm. just in New York but in country i mean, sorry in big cities around the world and that doesn 't make it okay anyway. pate backs yeah. me up on that
1: no i I agree
0: all right um end of that rant <laughs> um, let 's see oh Luke. He told some stories about how he would make up prices at Dicks because Mm -hmm. they had the old fashioned. They still do, I think. Have the old fashioned Mm -hmm. cash registers where you have to, if someone orders a hamburger, you just have to put in, you know, dollar thirty nine or whatever it is, manually. Mm -hmm. There's no button like you know with a picture and all that like the point of sale systems in modern restaurants. So he would just estimate, and he'd always go low because he didn't want to piss off the (laughs) customers. And he did the same thing at the yogurt shop because the toppings were cost a lot. Right. So he would. He would uh, he would just like charge them for one topping when they had seven toppings because he didn't want to get in the argument you know, um, I don't know what yogurt shop he worked at I guess they're out of business but Dix was able to absorb absorb the Luke loss but uh, I thought it, I thought it was remarkably honest and funny that he told that story
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: the, the,
1: yeah I've heard the the yogurt one I've heard both of those before and I think that they're pretty great
0: all right. Friday. I know you've been wondering about our clip of the day. When's it going to come up? Well, the clip of the day is Phyllis Fletcher came on. It was Phyllis Friday. Um, however, you want to do that in spelling, <laughs> uh, Fletch Friday, Phyllis Fletch Friday. Bunch of PHS. Um, and they they talked about uh, the Christy. Do you did you
1: get this far in the show? I did, and then she started to talk about Mad Men, and I had to turn it off, so I don't know how far. Okay.
0: Well, this they, they were doing one of those, I I forget what it's exactly called, but it's like the choose-your-own-adventure thing where everyone writes one line of a story and passes it off to the next person. Okay. Okay, so we'll play that now.
2: Now it's my understanding that the way it works is um, one person writes one sentence, and then the next person writes a sentence, <laughs> and the next, like we used to. Did you guys do that when you were kids? Like, did you try to write yes. stories that way? <laughs> no. Yes,
1: actually, I thought it was Mad Libs.
2: Yes, we, we could try to do that right now. Actually, is everybody in front of a computer? <laughs> yes. Okay, Andrew, uh, you write the first sentence. Okay. Okay. That's don't tell good. us what it is. Oh wait! Don't tell then, you what it is. Okay. Oh wait! How is this supposed to work? So in other words, that we would do something with me and my friends, where, um, we'll, you know, when we were done riding our motorcycles and, um, flirting with, uh, girls and other cool <laughs> things, uh, um, then we would do this tattoos. thing <laughs> and getting tattoos. Um, we would just like kind of pass a notebook back and forth, or maybe even uh, I'm trying to think. To did I ever do? I think actually, you know what? boy, this is admitting too much. Me and my friend Paul did this when we lived in different states. So this would have been in the internet age. I wasn't even a kid. We tried writing a story where we would just like – he would write a paragraph or something and then send it to me and then I would write the next one. But when we were kids, I think it was just sentence by sentence. So maybe I write a sentence like – and I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to type it and write it at the same time. Um, I walked into the room and – You wouldn't believe what I saw, period. Now, one of you guys gets to do the next line, yeah. Okay. Let's see. A fella done kissing my girl (laughs) in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So we already have kind of a voice issue, but uh, but I'm enjoying it. (laughs) And...
0: The fella was John Takamoto. <laughs> <laughs> so the button on that, when when Phyllis says, and that guy was John Takemoto, uh that not only brought the house down on the show, but it brought the house down over here. Uh, Phyllis, great line. Great button on that conversation. Christy didn't hear it. I'm sure she's going to hear it in a... <laughs> <laughs> in a in a few minutes when we're done uh, with the show, mm-hmm. but uh, nice job by you. Always a delight, Phyllis Fletcher. Um, and, do you have um, anything else for Friday?
1: Well, just on the on the Phyllis is that we just have been taught. Have you seen the chatter about having a Burger Master versus Kid Valley off while you're in town?
0: Yeah, What's you know, after you? I got off work, I, I saw that. I mean, I actually saw it while I was at work, but on my phone I can only comment as Little Red Bandwagon, mm-hmm. and that gets confusing. <laughs> so I had to answer it when I got home. And uh, and yeah, that, that might be an interesting thing to to try to figure out. Now, you have not had the burgers at Kid Valley or Burger Master, so you right, can't speak to the to the difference. And I think, is Phyllis on Team Burger Master or on Team Kid Valley? Because I'm on Team Kid Valley.
1: She's Kid Valley. I think... I I was talking to Jeremy about this a little bit, and he said, and and I think this is right, is it's whatever you're familiar with and what you grew up with. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I was closer to Kid Valley than Burger Master. I mean, I I went to both of them growing up, but Mm -hmm. the one we used to go to during high school for lunch was Kid Valley.
1: And same, Burger Master for us.
0: Plus, you can't
1: beat the crab sandwich.
0: Uh, I think I've had the crab sandwich a couple times. Um, yeah, it's good. It, it's like, it's like uh, isn't it like they're toasted cheese, but mm-hmm. they throw crab in there? Yeah. And then yeah. you have Can't beat the, that.
1: the Tom and Jerry milkshake. What's that? It's basically eggnog.
0: Oh, shit. I love eggnog. Right. So you love it. I know it's not popular to admit, but I, w- I love eggnog. Oh, my gosh.
1: I love it, too. Um, so it's it's basically off-season eggnog.
0: Mm. I'm down. Boy, I'm so hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might have I pushed take, you over the edge to, to Burger Master.
0: I, I can't take it. Yeah, if I were Burger Master right here, I'd be posted <laughs> up in front of it, right in the middle of this tornado.
1: You guys have In-N-Out, and you would rather go to Kid Valley or Burger Master? I have
0: not been to the In-N-Out here in Austin, and the reason is it's mobbed all the time. Oh, there are cops mm-hmm. out there. It's crazy. I'm not doing that. You Biker know? gangs, um, we- cops. I actually went to Smashburger today f- to get burgers for everyone, and you know, no line. You can mm-hmm. just walk right into Smashburger, and it's a good damn burger. So yeah, I don't it'll know if you guys have. Uh, yeah, you're not going to get it for a while.
1: Well, and you know, you know the way to order it, right? You're not
0: cause- oh, the the In and Out. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's okay. lots of different ways to order. It. I I like the burger as they serve it. So you know, okay. I I order Dick style. You know, it's like, yeah, give me that one on the menu. You know. Because there's it's people fine. that
1: go and say, "I don't understand the the fuss," but mm-hmm. it's because it's good not Know how to order it?
0: No, no, no. I, I have no problem with In okay. and Out, if, and if it ever dies down, they're opening a second one in South Austin. And when that happens, maybe the, up here in North Austin, it'll ease up, and I'll be able yeah. to go to that. But still haven't eaten there. I drive by it, hoping sometimes because I take to the do- the dogs to the dog park many mornings, and then it's like lunchtime by the time. I'm done and I'm driving back and I always make a point of driving by and I'm like, if the line's less than 20 cars, I'm I'm going in it. and it never yeah. is.
1: I just like it because they'll actually do cut, like they'll make me the grilled cheese or whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically the, the, but the burger without the meat. Whereas Dick's right. doesn't. I have to do that myself. I have to make a little, I have to do surgery <laughs> on the Dick's Deluxe outside yeah you got
0: to admire the you got to admire the integrity of dicks though it's like nope this yeah. is it oh
1: no yeah <laughs> i i totally do and i don't mind scraping that off
0: yeah yeah uh yeah and cullen uh there's smash sauce on the smash burger and boy did he make a face he doesn't when like he it? discovered that smash sauce no no he scraped it off and put mayo on there oh he,
1: who who raised this child <laughs>
0: I can only be blamed for the last few years. If he
1: puts ranch dressing on his pizza, he just needs to be taken to an orphanage. Okay. Okay. He
0: doesn't. He doesn't. So uh, do you have anything else for the week or should we uh, bring it to a close?
1: I'm good. Okay. Well, how to
0: get involved with the show, littleredbandwagon.com. Go there. Fill out the form. We're going to have a guest uh, this coming up week. Uh, We've yet to choose it, but – we disappointed on Saturday. We're not going to do it again. Uh, Facebook, go to our page or the Stens page and all the actions happening there. Personal Twitters, I'm at Drew McFrizz and Christy is at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Our show Twitter, at LRB Podcast. Email us at Bandwagon at gmail.com. You can voicemail or text us at... 802 tbtl That's 802 uh, 432 What's going on Nerd Out Loud this week, Christy?
1: Um, this week we posted from the road. So it's a little New Orleans situation. We talk about our trip a little bit and uh, grasshoppers recap.
0: But the, the good part of the trip.
1: Yes, because the terrible part hadn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, and we we talked about the terrible part, but yes. but if you want to hear the good part of the trip, plus the best green grasshoppers update that you'll ever get, go to Nerd Out Loud this week. And I mistakenly said on the takedown this week that you guys didn't ever release cuz I hadn't seen it yet, yes. but it is there. It was um, we couldn't
1: release the- it. It was edited and everything, but because the Wi-Fi was so terrible, it wouldn't <laughs> upload. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that's why it was delayed a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake of thinking that the whole thing meant that you guys didn't have a show, but you do. Mm-hmm. And on takedown, we almost didn't have a show because uh, Jeremy got waylaid and, and my buddy, Matt, um, he loves the movie big hero six so much yeah. that he went to a, a big hero feature. six marathon and was unable to, to record. So I called our friend, Bobby Pape guest producer for LRB off the bench and we did a show about the worst living conditions we ever endured. He talked about some horrible um, uh, heat conditions and some some uh, <laughs> some some terrible conditions he endured while in college and then Of course, I talked about some conditions that I endured at the immigration jail in King County jail, not so much in federal prison but definitely in the halfway house don 't ever go to a halfway house folks first of all don 't do anything we 'll land you in a halfway mm-hmm. house. And second of all, if you do land in a halfway house, don't. Go back to prison and right. just wait until you can get out because halfway house is no place for a normal human being. So uh, that's what's going on on those fronts. And I don't have anything else, but uh, Christy, you want to go over the um, get-together one more time and then we'll get out of here?
1: Sure. Um, well, Thursday, Mariners game. And then Saturday, we're going to meet up at Patty Coins. This is the one on the Seattle waterfront.
0: Well, let's go back to Thursday for a second, okay. um, Christy. I've gotten questions from people about what sections are are the TBTL people in, and what section will we be in?
1: We're in, oh man, section one thirty. So we got the lower, okay. more expensive tickets. If that means anything, and
0: so those are like on the left field side uh somewhere on the lower deck 130
1: yes. they so there's two okay. options there are $17 ones and i think 23 or 25 and to me the majority of people are in that and it looks like they're kind of they they basically bought a a group of them so we're all together mm-hmm. everyone's within the same we're all in the same section and within five rows of each other it seems okay. because people are posting their stuff
0: okay fantastic um and then 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 you you're talking about Saturday.
1: Yes. So Saturday, 8 p.m. we're going to meet at Patty Coins on the waterfront.
0: And that's Pier 70, yes. um, near Alaskan Way on the north end of the Seattle waterfront.
1: Yes. And there is let me think about it. There's plenty of parking down there in different lots and also just mm-hmm. street parking.
0: Well, I think one thing we might want to do this week is I have some chatter on the LRB page about who who's going, who's driving, maybe, and where they're coming from, and maybe who's drinking and not drinking. Mm-hmm. So we can get <clears throat> some sort of ride system set up so that nobody. We don't. The last thing I want is for somebody to end up ruining their life over coming to an event for LRB or take down or nerd out loud. It mm-hmm. would it would really make me sad if somebody got busted or hurt somebody or something happened. So let's try to make sure we have. Um, we don't need a million sober, sober drivers, but we need enough to get people in and out of there. So, um, yeah. I don't know how we want to handle this, but I think if you're, if you're going and you're, you're just going to be having a drink or no drinks, let people know. And if you're willing to, uh, ferry some awful people, some, some drunk people around, then we, we need you.
1: Yeah. That used to be my job at all the TBTL events.
0: Mm-hmm. Now but now think, you've got Jeremy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this time, after this week we had, I think I need a drink. I didn't even have one yeah. drink in, in New Orleans. So I think it's time to have at least one.
0: Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm going to get you a hurricane. I don't even know if that's available, at Patty Coins, but that's, <laughs> that's happening. Any idea who we're going to have on next week? Or is that going to be up to me? That
1: can be up to you. And if you would like to be on um Saturday's show send in your submissions at littleredbandwagon.net is that right here? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on Yes littleredbandwagon.com and yeah. fill out the form and we will put you into consideration
0: and maybe we can actually have the person live
1: Yes Oh we could We'll see That could definitely be a thing that happens.
0: Well, that's all I got, Christy.
1: Until next time, this is the next... (laughs) Take it again. (laughs) You know what I almost just said? I don't care if you love or hate her podcast.
0: (laughs) Don't wait for cake. Don't
1: wait for cake, right. Okay. Until next time, this is the next party.
0: And I love you, Jen. I really do.
2: out it